Boston. A marvellous goal by Celtic. Rangers pressure pays off. The Dutton Army go crazy. Glorious goal. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another big night of Premiership action. Rangers welcome St Johnston to Ibrooks. Will they be buoyed by their League Cup success or will there be a celebration hangover? Aberdeen fell short on Sunday and really need to get their league form back on track when they play tonight. And Celtic fans, you have to wait until the weekend to find out the response to Saturday's disappointment as the inquest continues. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you have Charlie Mulgrew and Marvin Bartley. It is a piece of cake, these midweek gigs. You've always got big games to talk about. Yeah, and the music threw me a little bit there, though, Gordon. That's the first time I've heard that. See, this is what I was wondering. Yeah. This is, this is pre-Marvin Bartley coming to Scottish football. Yeah. This is the original old school version of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard theme tune. Now, everyone listening will know that, but you won't. No, I had no idea. So, I actually thought you were talking over an advert or something. So this was original and best, and we updated it a couple of, well, quite a few years ago now. But did you know this radio station turns 50 on Hogmanay, 50th birthday, so we thought we'd go retro this week and bring it back. Do you like it? No, I like it. It's Enjoy good, isn't it? Yeah, he might, might. A little more dramatic. Be here to Try stay. and keep it. Yeah. Anyway. Not, not too bad, anyway. Back, back to, to the, the football. football. Yeah, exactly, mate. No, it's been a, an interesting weekend, hasn't it? Um, obviously, like you said, with Celtic slipping up and then Rangers winning that, that cup final on Sunday. Um, you know, but they need to back it up today because, as you said, their fans were buoyant and so were the players after us in some of the, the videos, etc. But... As the manager said, you know, it's full steam ahead to today and, again, trying to close that gap on Celtic. It's been an interesting week, Charlie Mulgrew. Always that you get the first piece of silverware, but at the same time, Celtic have their wobble. Derek Adams has had everyone in a, a tizzy and we've got League Cup final tickets, uh, sorry, old firm tickets. It's all there. Another busy week in Scottish football. It is, aye. Um, that's the nature of being at Celtic and Rangers. Rangers go and win the Cup and they need to, the pressure's on them tonight. They need to go and capitalise on Celtic. Dropping points at the weekend, big surprise for Celtic at the weekend, but um, they need a response as well, coming for their next game. So that's uh, all interesting stuff and look forward to seeing the results tonight. Come on then, 01419511025. I think this is a first. I don't think we've ever paired Marvin Bartley and Charlie Mulgrew together, so get your thoughts in. Uh, the producer's already in my ear a bit worried about the live stream because apparently it's the tallest pundit lineup we've ever had um, we were worried if we could fit you both in below the Clyde One Super Scoreboard sign on the, the logo um, and also interestingly um, the only two pundits that have <laughs> you know what's coming, coming here yeah. the only two pundits that have ever been late for the start of the show so I've been really worried about this all day really really worried I was here at quarter to five exactly yeah. and when I pulled into the car park and I saw Charlie's lovely big car with the headlights beaming I thought there he is he's here until I noticed that he was asleep <laughs> in the front seat of the car and then Marvin Bartley arrived at one minute to six so we're here and we're good yeah finally balances that so you that? made it on time Yep. And you're refreshed. Oh, ready to go. <laughs> I won't sleep the night now. I had a good 45 minutes there. Anyway, 01419511025. Rangers fans, what are you thinking tonight? How confident are you that it is, you know, 
a springboard for success, if you like, on Sunday. Flying high, confident, no looking back, build on the League Cup success. Or is there any danger of some sort of emotional hangover? I don't necessarily mean a, a literal hangover. I, I have no idea what the players got up to. But you know what it's like, the big occasion, um, that outpouring of emotion. Uh, how do you think the next game goes after that? You pick up the phone. Uh, and let us know, uh, Celtic fans, I feel like every day on from Hearts, in theory, you should be a bit calmer and measured, um, but you never know. Maybe this week's just getting you more and more worked up until you get the chance to put it right on the pitch. We'll hear from Callum McGregor a bit later on as well. We, uh, of course, we've got that other game, Aberdeen, playing as well. I, I dare say there will be some, maybe some leftover thoughts. It was a really, really busy show last night. Um, I don't know if Marvin Bartley and Charlie Mulgrew signed up for the intricacies of SPFL subcommittees and who should get what tickets for what game, but you never know. We'll, we'll tackle whatever you want to throw at us on 01419511025. And whilst you get your calls in, Gabriel will set the scene at Ibrooks. Thank you, Gordon. And what a week it has been for Rangers. That famous win over in Seville to send them through to the last 16 of the Europa League after topping a tough group was followed up by their narrow win in the League Cup final at the weekend to lift the trophy for the first time in 12 years and, of course, their first piece of silverware under manager Philippe Clement. A real liberating moment for this fan base after last season's disappointment. They now have a huge opportunity in another competition, perhaps the most important one. It is, of course, the league. And everyone knows a win tonight means Rangers will cut Celtic's lead at the top of the table to just two points while still having a game in hand. And don't forget, the old firm at the end of the year is now just 10 days away as well. Uh, I spoke to Clement yesterday. He believes his players can have an amazing season if they stay as united as they are right now. And the way things are going, who would put it past them? The Belgian is still unbeaten across his 14 games in charge. He's won all of his last five. And you hope tonight sees the momentum in the title race begin to swing in Rangers' favour. However, there is a Craig Levine-shaped object blocking their path. Since the veteran manager has come in at McDermott Park, they've climbed off the foot of the table all the way up to eighth. A stunning turnaround. He's only lost two of his seven matches in charge. They were narrow defeats to Hearts and Celtic. The Saints had an impressive victory over Hibernian on Saturday. The referee here will be Alan Moore. Uh, Stevie Kirkland is on the VAR and I'll bring you team news when it comes, Gordon, close to seven o'clock. And until that time, it really is over to you, Rangers fans. Are you keeping the same team? Uh, keep on that winning that momentum or do you simply have to maybe shuffle things a little bit? I know it's a threadbare squad to a point, but you're going to play again. At the weekend, uh, of course, Christmas Eve, the game against Motherwell, play again afterwards, Celtic game just around the corner in case you hadn't noticed. So 01419511025, that is the number that John has dialed. How's it going, John? Uh, not bad. Uh, evening, Gordon, uh, Marvin, uh, Charlie. Hi, right, John. Uh, season's greetings when they come. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. What are you thinking tonight then? Is it, you know, does. The Rangers turn up here with a with their tails up, with a bit of a swagger, or can can these can it be difficult after like the high of of a cup final? There can be a hangover after winning a cup, uh, the big game in Europe last week. But I feel we will make a couple of changes, and just because we're so down to the, the bones, I feel maybe Matondo might come in for McCausland, and then uh, Roof if that will maybe start for Dessers because between now and uh, January break, I feel we've got. As much as uh, Sunday was a cup final, these are five big cup finals and they should be treated 
we respect his Sunday's game was. Uh, St Johnson are playing well since you said Levine's come in, so I feel a couple of changes a night. One Bill possibly come in, but I've not seen enough of him to know make a decision on that yet. Right, let me see out the two pundits who won the most. That's an easy one, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> what, what is, I suppose this is maybe this is specific to the League Cup. Um, bit different. Most of yours have been March finals, I guess. A, a bit aye, later on, aye, I never played there. Um, Scottish Cup finals different because mm. it comes at the end of the season. But generally, if you have that high, maybe even a European game, then when you've got mm. a real high intensity emotional occasion, if the next game's a bit more run of the mill, no offence, St. Johnson, yep. can it be difficult? It is, but you quickly need to understand, as I said earlier, Celtic and Rangers, that you need to go again. That's the that's that's the massive thing about these clubs is, and there's no many like it uh, around the world, that the fans demand that you turn up again. That's cup finals done. He's got that trophy and you need to turn up and and put on a performance and, and win the game tonight. And, I, and that's that's a massive thing. We talk about making changes and all that stuff and understand they had the European game, then they had the cup final. So maybe one or two changes, but I don't think any more than that. I think that... They need to keep the, the, the run going and, and, and try and get an early goal. An early goal always helps. I always found that the longer the team goes, especially if it's an away game, I know it's home mm-hmm. the, the night to Rangers, but um, to St. Johnson, but the longer it goes in the game and you start to think, oh no, and the tired minds kick in and you start to you start to question whether you're going to get that goal. So I think it'd be important for Rangers to get an early goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin, I suppose it falls into a couple of different categories. Physically, you know, yeah. maybe you just have to, as Charlie says, cup final away and... Seville as well um, Emotionally I don't know Can it work both ways Surely the fans Are going to turn up there Tonight almost And I don't know how that If that feeds onto the pitch But you know Excited and optimistic And have been given Such a boost by the last week Yeah definitely The fans will be buoyant um, Going into that stadium t- uh, Tonight But as Charlie said The players need to perform um, So you know The Rangers manager And players can't Kind of get involved in that You know They can feed off it most definitely, but I, I do believe that he'll make changes. I think, like you said, physically there, the cup final, but I think mentally as well. I think you need to freshen it up because I think you need fresh minds in there again. I think you need, as bad as it sounds, when you're a player who sits on the bench for the cup final when you really want to be out there. Yes, it's brilliant that you've won it, but you know the next game is almost like let them off the leash. Mm-hmm. You know, Let them have their chance now to you know go out there. I know it's not a cup final, but to win a game of football at Ibrox. And I think that will work in... Rangers advantage so I do think he'll make a couple of changes as I said just to freshen it all up I mean you were there on Sunday mm-hmm. I know this because you were sat behind us yeah, up there throwing on the, things at you <laughs> up there on the gantry um, at Hamden we, we don't really analyse a performance mm-hmm. in a cup final because you know who cares the kind of result did that when it all calms down maybe in Philippe Clement's mind though, there, there is every chance that Maybe there, there were things he wants to see improved. I don't think anyone thinks it was a you know a brilliant mm-hmm. Rangers performance. So might he have actually started looking at it in a more of a like just a footballing sense rather than what the outcome was? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, come Monday morning, he would have definitely been looking at it and, and things that they could have improved, and he'd have been telling the players that as well. Um, you know, when you play for a club like Rangers, regardless of result, you know, you're expected to win things, you're expected to win games in the league. So if they were never learning after winning games, then there wouldn't be a lot of teaching going on. So yeah, he would have seen things that they could have improved. Um, Aberdeen obviously came with a specific game plan to sit behind it, which Rangers will face a lot and they were extremely direct. But, you know, he wouldn't have been delighted with their performance. But as you said, Gordon, it's it's a cup final. Mm-hmm. It's all about winning it. Um, John mentioned, you know, like Kamal Roof, Charlie, there's this ongoing thing where for years now, Rangers fans, lots of them feel he's the best striker at the club. We just never see enough of him to to really, you know, get that sustained opinion. I think Philippe Clement said he's ready to start a game, but he's not ready to play ninety minutes. So obviously he can start and come off. Yep. 
Um, whilst Dessers is still not setting the header alight, albeit a good goal in Europe, might that be an area he looks to freshen? I think probably was. I think that, that that's the area where you think he would, he would make at least one change. I've been there before with Roof where you, you feel like you, you, you can't get him, you can't stay a long period of time fit. And I think it's about building the minutes up. So I can understand that. I can understand that to get that confidence in your muscles and in your in your body to play long 90 minute games for a continuing, continuing period of time, you need to build it up. And I think that Roof, for me, Roof is their best striker, Rangers' best striker. But I can understand the, the hesitancy to not play him 90 minutes because you need to get that. that they, that run of games in his in his legs and, and build that up slowly. So I can understand that he's one you would definitely put in and, and one he showed you on the week against I think against Betis that he's a real threat. Last week was obviously massive, John, and as Charlie said, though he knows about being at the, in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. Then the next week becomes ma- how how important are these next few games to make sure you try and either you know keep that that momentum or even add to it. Of course, massive games. Uh... I mean, all the hard work so far, it, it could be undone by a bad result in the next couple of games against St. Johnson and uh, your team, Gordon Motherwell. So it's just got to keep it going. And he, he is one of these managers. It's just like one game at a time. I know it's a cliche, but it, it kind of looked too far forward. And uh, the next two games, if we do well in the next two games, then it's all we play for in the third. But as I said, the night is as important to me as it was on Sunday because... We win the night and it goes to two points. That, that would be huge because I think in one point, I know Celtic had a game hand, uh, we had a game hand on Celtic was 11 points at one point a few weeks ago. And that, that's crazy to think it, it could be two. So it's got to keep it going. Here have everybody calm in there. And he says, I play people who are performing. It'll give people a chance uh, to show them what they can do. And I think a couple of players a night might get a chance to do that. And it's been a, if it was, if we win the night, if we Thursday to the night, it's, just a good six days for Rangers, a great six days, like a couple of years ago when we got to the final mm. Europa League. It's, it's, feeling, it's feeling that way again. The, the momentum's up and the, the good will's back at Ibrox, but one bad result and it could go, all, all go away again. That's the life of a football fan here. Yes, we can win away in Betis. Yes, we can win the cup, but I am worried about St Johnson <laughs> at home. Um, Alan is in Irvine. Alan, what do you think? Full of confidence, full of momentum or... Chance of a hangover. What do you think? Uh, that, that both, to be honest. First of all, good evening, panel. Merry no. Christmas season. It's coming. Thank you, Alan. Same to um, you. Yeah. So just kind of echoing what John said there. He said a few things that I was going to come on and say. I think for me, I think tonight's the night to start. Came our roof. I think to give him a chance. Doesn't have the full time and the full game in his legs. But I think tonight's a good chance because it gets his confidence as well for him to know that he still has that there. That to have the ability to come and start the game, score some goals, come off get a wee bit of rest I think it's not just as well as physical confidence but mental confidence as well I know he scored a massive goal for us in Betis but I think getting that confidence back up I'd probably look tonight as well to swap um, McCausland for either Matondo or um, Scott Wright just to try and give him give him a freshen up there but my most my most point first point of main point was I think tonight for me is one of the biggest games of your season I know Sunday was massive and it was brilliant we all, we all loving it but tonight in terms of keeping the pressure on Celtic because I know they're obviously at home to Livingston on Saturday, Saturday Sunday I'm not sure but like, if we can win tonight take it down to two points and it's putting Celtic sometimes that little bit of pressure could play on the players' minds because things aren't going so well at Celtic which is good for us to see do you know what I mean I'm loving it but um, I think like, tonight's massively important 
in terms of going forward because if we don't get a decent result tonight, I don't care how, let's like, say, if it's not 3 4 in football, and if we have to win 1 0, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm not, if we play good football in the process, that's terrific. But see if it's 1 0, be bouncing off with something going in, I'll take it all day long. But I think that to just keep that pressure on Celtic because Livingston's not an easy home, but it's still got the potential there, and that could play into doubt for them. And then obviously, we're away to. Motherwell next week which is also going to be a tough one as well mm. but they're two, two very important games take the Celtic game out of context even before we get to that because the, the Celtic are to Dundee I think as well so there's some tough games there so that's just that was just what my thought yeah. was pretty much echoing what, what John said Charlie I remember a couple of weeks ago when you had just announced your retirement and you were on here telling us how it was such a big thing to get your head around because you've spent so long with that mm. pressure This must be bringing it all back yep. Because John has just described A home midweek game against St Johnson As Rangers mm. biggest of the season And you kind of get yep. get what he means I do aye 100% I remember the feeling of Getting up for a cup final Getting up for a Europa League game And then you've got St Johnson at home And you need to go right Come on And the fans are sitting there waiting And if in, within 10-15 minutes You play a sideways pass You can hear the groans <laughs> 20 minutes in You play a sideways pass The groans are like Right When are you going forward When are we going to score and it starts to build and you can feel it. And it's it's some of the games were the hardest games because you had to find that enthusiasm, you had to find that. It was such an important game. Um and I and I don't think Rangers have been great. I don't I, I think they've picked up results, but I don't think they've been good. Watching mm-hmm. their performances, we talk about no no picking the bones out the one at the weekend because they won the, the cup. But actually, just watching it for like a point of view of, of of just seeing how they're doing and if they're they're, they're battering teams like Aberdeen. The first half was I thought Rangers were mm-hmm. were average. I thought Aberdeen pressed them well and Rangers just lumped it forward. For me, there wasn't any, any element of control in the game. Um, but the results cover that up a wee bit. So we'll see how they go the night. You'd imagine St. Johnson sit behind the ball and Rangers have a lot of the ball, you would imagine. Um, but no, no, these games these games are, mm. are big and it's, as a player, you need to be ready for that. I mean, you've, when you've not been used to it um, and you've not been at a club like Rangers, then... It takes a while to get used to that. Uh, you know, rather this be, being a big, can't believe former Celtic defender Charlie Mulgrew says Rangers haven't been great. I actually feel like a lot of Rangers fans will, will recognise mm-hmm. it, Marvin. They recognise that the results have been there and that's brilliant. And there's maybe more to come from the performances, which in a roundabout way um, might even encourage them. Because it looks like the first thing the manager's added is a winning Mentality, which might be the hardest bit. Yeah, winning mentality. I think you hear some of the fans talk about they seem like they have a structure both with and without the ball now that was maybe missing uh, before. Obviously, they're getting width back into the team. But yeah, I, th- I think the Rangers players will tell you themselves that, you know, they are 100% no. Um, but, you know, a sign of a good team is when you're, when you're not playing to, you know, your full capabilities, you're still winning games of football. And, you know, they know if they win today, they close that that gap at the top to two points with only one game to go so yeah I, I think they're definitely a work in progress and, and like we said the manager will know that as well come on then what are you thinking thank you to Alan 01419511025 you want to keep going on tonight's games you want to give us the view from the other side of the city or anything else entirely pick up the phone right now and we'll get you on next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie Mulgrew and Marvin Bartley are here it's 01419511025 or we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB but I was having a scan through and rather than you know like really insightful football tweets I've just got one from Mr RFK which says 
God, Charlie's so handsome, ain't he? <laughs> Come on, Mr. RFK. Don't leave Marvin out. Come on, Mr. Come on, Mr. <laughs> Spread the love a little bit. Which is in stark contrast to last night. Um, no offence if they're listening, but I got an unbelievable tweet today. Like, I love this, right? From Jeff McGonigal. So last night we had... Uh, Roger Hanna mm-hmm. and Gordon DL and Rogers he's got he's got new specs right and you can picture exactly what Gordon DL looks like Jeff McGonigal says um, it was great to see the old duo of Harold Bishop and Lou Carpenter <laughs> back together last night <laughs> actually look at you I don't know if you can both see this that is a dead ringer isn't it that is spectacular oh, the best, what a shout from Jeff McGonigal and uh, it was great to see Harold Bishop and Luke Carpenter <laughs> together in the studio last night. So anyway, we move on <laughs> to this evening's games. Andy is a Rangers fan. Are you, are you going to the game, Andy? I'm just coming into Glasgow now, yeah, from Newcastle. Get my wee boy Charlie in the back as well. So uh, long drive, but looking forward to it, yeah. Named after Mulgrew, no? <laughs> uh, Charlie, no, actually my dad, but he's a Celtic fan as well. Oh, so, there we go yeah, then. Maybe, yeah. maybe something close there. Um, and I appreciate the the effort coming all the way from Newcastle because Marvin can barely make it here on time <laughs> from wherever he comes from. You've had to put in the hard miles. Um, do you always come up? Is this, you know, what, how are you feeling on the back of Sunday's cup success? Yeah, brilliant. I was on the supporters bus for Sunday um, and this was a game originally I had penciled in to miss just time of year, a lot of games, busy family life. But I think this is what Clement's done for us as a club. The fan base is reconnected with the team. We've got a belief about us and... Charlie made the point though, Rangers aren't playing well, no pretty on the eye. Rangers are into the bare bones and we're getting a tune out of a team that was stuttering two months ago. At this point, and I'm sure Charlie and Marvin have been in their careers, when your team is struggling as it is through injuries and a busy period, you just want to get the wins and we weren't doing that under previous managers and we are now. So for me, yeah, I had to come up to this one, chance to close the gap tonight, think put a bit more pressure on a team that's not been used to pressure for quite some time. And you can see how they're reacting to it. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's an interesting challenge because I know there's the the um, the reputation, if you like, and everyone knows the the four six zero. But I feel like I don't feel like St. Johnson have been a bit a bit more open than or a bit more um, adventurous, maybe than people thought they were going to be. I don't know if any of you had the chance to see much. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen them. Yeah, no, I, I do I do agree with that. I think they they have been more attacking. I don't think. Listen, the performances under Maca out with the, I think the St Mirren one were, were actually that poor. Um, but no, as, as Charlie said earlier, you know, Craig's got them well drilled, um, as his teams always are. Um, they are adventurous, you know, they, they get it up to the centre forward and try and work off that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't expect them to cause Rangers many problems today. And, and as I said, that's not being disrespectful mm-hmm. to St Johnson. I just expect Rangers to, you know, really blow them away tonight. Mm-hmm. What else are you thinking, Andy? Because there's a lot going on. There's all these big games. We know January's round the corner. As you said, you're still probably looking for more uh, from the squad. What else are you thinking? I think uh, the question of... Apparently, we're back in talks with Morelos. And uh, if it's Alfredo Morelos of four years ago, then sign him up. But it's not. It's Alfredo Morelos who's not played for six months for three cameo appearances for Santos. Um, so, for me, that's an absolute... Uh, not for me. And I don't think he's a Clement-type player either. Um, Shankland is. Let's deal with let's deal with them one at a time because they're both very very good talking points and I'm interested as well. Right when they left Santos, I feel like it was a bit of a people just putting two and two together. And Andy says it's surely surely not a Clement type, but he's right in the sense that 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 rumor has picked up pace today. Um, I can see your social media. You see the WhatsApps. Bad signing for me. Yeah, yeah. Can't see it. 
I've never seen it in my life, to be honest with you. Even at his pomp, like Europe, Europa League? I didn't play against him in his pomp. Or, or, ah, right, okay. When I played against him. So that was the kind of last couple of seasons, wasn't it? Last, last couple of season, seasons, yeah. aye. And, and even before when I, when I seen him, he had a good run in Europe, I thought. It might just have been the games I saw him, but I never saw the hype in Morelos, ever. And and when I played against him, I felt like he was um, lazy and just disinterested, really, in, in me. I never mm. seen... Uh, the one thing I felt for him is he could... he could In the box, he would come alive and maybe get a yard and he, he would find a bit of space in the box. But um, I, I never, ever saw the hype in Morelos and that, that's, the, that's the truth for me. I think the... Obviously, it's... As Andy says, that four years ago and, and mm-hmm. that Europa League run and all that sort of stuff, if you can guarantee that, oh my, the six months would with a um, six month deal or whatever would be a no brainer. But the word if seems to be doing a lot of heavy lifting, no? Yeah, no, I agree with that, you know, and it's a big if. Um, you know, obviously, we know the way that, that he left Rangers, he wasn't the same player as the one you're speaking about, you know, prior to that. So that, that's the difficulty. Um, you know, personally, I, I can't see it happening. I don't think he really fits into the current setup. As Andy said, he's not played a lot of football either. So, you know, physically, what sort of shape is he going to be in in terms of fitness and, and match fitness, etc.? So, yeah, I don't think it's one that they will go. And it would be expensive as well, Gordon, I think, wage-wise. It's interesting, no? Because if you'd asked me last week, I'd totally shared mm-hmm. that with you. But it, and whether it's just the rumour mill, I've had one or two more messages yeah. about it today than I expected. But anyway, um, Andy, the other name you mentioned, though. Hmm. Yeah, and just finally on Morelos, we need to move away as a club from signing players if we can get them fit, because mm-hmm. there's been yeah. too much of that now for three or four years, and Aaron Ramsey at the top of that list, enough said. Um, for me, Shanklin, yeah, and I've heard a lot, I hear a lot of conversations on various podcasts and, and shows and whatnot that Shanklin has no resale value at 28 or 29 years of old. He's going to be, forget the resale value. If Shanklin comes into Rangers, he will likely score between... 7 to 8 goals on the low end and 12 to 15 goals on the higher end between now and the end of the season given his chance conversion rate that wins us the league potentially which gets you into the new Champions League and the new format with the 9 games that's a £50 million prize pot so there's your £47 million difference so pay the £3 million and do you know what give them Alec Lowry as well as a sweetener because there's a myth around Lowry that's a whole other conversation that isn't there and hasn't ever been seen outside of a reserve game so give them Lowry maybe another youth player and give them £3 million and I think Hearts would be silly not to take that money and Shanklin wants to come to be fair See, the the long drives from Newcastle to Ibrox give Andy lots of thinking time he has got this mm. he's got it all planned out <laughs> He really does What's more likely that Lauren Shankland or Alfredo Morelos is a Rangers striker come January? Probably Morelos. You think so? <laughs> no, I, I, I would think Shankton. I didn't think anything of the Morelos stuff until you said it just now. Um, but on his points with Shankton, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, he's been brilliant for Hearts. Um, you know, he's an excellent striker, an excellent finisher. Um, the chances that Rangers create, he'll be converting them because like Andy said there, his conversion rate is extremely high. And I think domestically, you know, he can... He can definitely score goals. I always hear people say, oh, but what can he do in Europe? I think you just have to worry about what he can do domestically. It's about winning the league for them. So I think he can be a difference maker. And then you have Danilo and, and Dessas as well. You know, you've got your three strikers there. So I, I would definitely be going for Shankland if it was something that was viable. Yeah, definitely. I would take Shankland a minute, 100%. I think you'll get him for a lot less than three million as well. Oh, and Budge's on the phone. Disagree, <laughs> Nick, so? I, I think so. I think you get him for one and a half, two million. Oh, the Hearts fans are not going to have that. I mean, I think I saw Lee McCulloch saying something similar and the Hearts fans were all over him. Um, I, I think, I think, think so, so. Def- mm-hmm. I, I definitely. 
I think you will I definitely. One of the best strikers in Scotland at the moment Hold out for a bit more uh, how long has he got left his contract? I can't remember. I, I think it might. I think. I think. It could I think you got to go three, Charlie. I do. I think, think so? you're close to three. Yeah. I. I just think that they won't have it otherwise. They won't entertain it. Yeah. I know. It's, listen, when Celtic and Rangers come for you, especially when you're playing domestically, that deals and get done somewhere. If somebody came out and said that they want three million, is that what three millions came for? I don't know specifically. What was it that the they had their AGM? What was the word again? A significant fee, something mm-hmm. like that. It was something along those lines Andrew McKinley said, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you do one and a half, two million. I think the fans go, I don't think it's even worse. They go crazy. Because yeah, they're not already not, they're not all loving what's going on at Hearts right now either, are they? That sometimes yeah. can, can play a part. And how do you replace him with that? Nah, I think, I think close to three million, I think would be fair. I think Rangers will pay it. Like I think it's a big dependence on when his contract ends as well. Mm-hmm. There must be a decent enough yeah, length must have of it. Like at least um, another season. Let me write. He's contracted to 2025. Two, yeah, two years left. Two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three mil now. He's had to up that, hasn't he? Charlie's having to add another <laughs> 2.75. <laughs> there we go. He's revised his offer. Um, right. Let's go to Ibrox because we've had a bit of debate. Will there be change? Won't there be change? Who will play? Well, I can tell you, Gabriel has the answers. Yes, I do, Gordon. Philippe Clement has rung the changes from the weekend's League Cup final victory against Aberdeen. Five players come into the starting lineup, including Kimar Roof, who makes his first start under Philippe Clement, and Kieran Dowell in midfield, making his first start since August. So in total, you've got Suter, Ridvan Yilmaz, Dowell, Roof and Lammers all coming back in, whilst Balogun, Barisic, Sterling, Cantwell and Dessers are all out. Let's have a look at the 11 then. It'll be Jack Butland in goal, a defence of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, John Suter and Ridvan Yilmaz. It'll be John Lundstrom and Kieran Dowell in midfield. Sam Lammers just in front of them. Uh, it will be Ross McCosland and Abdullah Sima on the wings. Kimar Roof, as we know, leads the line. Substitutes, McCrory, Dessers, Cantwell, Matondo, Sterling, Wright, Balogun, Barisic and King. Kieran Dowell, a second league start. That's um, looked a way off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Marvin, but in that area of the pitch, Rangers are down to the bare bones, and there is a number of um, a number of changes. So yeah, again, I'm not surprised at all by the change we spoke about, didn't we? Kind of the, the physical aspects of of Sunday's game, but also the mental one. And as I said, there'll be players on the side that be chomping at the bit to to put that shirt back on. Um, the feel good factor will be at Rangers now. As I said, after lifting the League Cup, and they want to be out there, they want to be on the pitch. And you know what better game to do it than than a home game? So. Yeah, the five changes doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think the manager will be saying to them, listen, this is now your chance. You have to go and prove to me that, you know, after the January window, you deserve to still be here. You know, you want to be a part of what we're building. So, yeah, expect a response out of those players. Okay, uh, we don't have long. Let's try and squeeze one in before the travel. Craig is in Knightswood. How's it going, Craig? Hi, I'm not too bad yourself. Not bad. Take it away, Craig, if you go for us. Right, Craig. Yeah, no, it was just um, Charlie's comment on Morelos not adding too much as a striker, I just don't understand that at Good, all. good. I knew somebody would pick him up on it. You take him to task, Greg. <laughs> Put him in his place. Yeah, I mean, Alfredo at his best was the best striker in Scotland at his time, in my, in my opinion. I don't agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him back, but I don't think he was as bad. You wouldn't take the best striker in Scotland in his time back? Well, if he was at the form he was at in the 2019 season, yes, you would take him back. That form is not. I just don't understand why Charlie saying he wasn't that good a striker. I think Charlie based it. You he based it mostly on mostly on playing against, against him in the last him. two but, years. But I'm, I am surprised you sort of added caveats about 
Even even before that. Even before that, I, I any time I saw him, I, I old firm games. His going record in old firm games is is poor. That I mean that that's true. But, um, that, is, that is true. But I think he brought more to the team than just goals. I disagree. That's I totally disagree. I think that's all I saw for him was 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 goals. I didn't. I I, I thought he was lazy. He didn't work hard. I thought he he, he I, I didn't see it. I'll be honest with you. I can only judge it from what I saw and what I played against, yeah, yeah. and that's and that's what I saw. Yeah. I'm sure that you went to many Rangers games. If you go to the games and you saw something else, but. That's why it's well, about opinions. Would, you would see him running for a team and he would drop in and he would pick the ball up and he would help. I saw him with his face trip him walking about. Marvin, uh, you played against him and caught well coached yeah. against him. Yeah, tried to get near him a couple of times and didn't. Um, no, nah, listen, I I think, as I said, if it's the, the one that was in his prime at Rangers, I, I think you take him. I think yeah. I think anyone takes him. You know, listen, yeah. take away the connection of him playing for Rangers as a player in this league. Say he was doing that for, say, a Hearts or whatever. I think Celtic or Rangers take him if he was in his prime. But as yeah. Craig said, you know, the one that left Rangers, I don't think, you know, makes sense. Mm. So that's that's not a good signing. But him at his best. What did you 100%. see? What did you see at his peak, though? Because Charlie's even gone back to, to sort of almost not ever fully getting it. But you. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, was he nah, tough to play against? No, nah, I think I think against? he I think he was I think he was tough to play against. I think you know when you're coaching against or or playing against, he was always someone that you know you spoke about. And and listen, I, I kind of get what Charlie's saying because sometimes it would be like he's not in the mood, but it would come off the pitch with two goals. You know, and and, and yeah. that that was the thing. Um, don't get me wrong, there was parts of his game that could definitely have been improved. And I think at times his finishing wasn't wasn't the best, um, and he did get opportunities. But you know that being said. He was still a top top striker for me in Scotland, and I, and I believe at his best, you know, any team would be silly not to take him. Right, we'll leave it there, Craig. Thank you very much. Running a bit late, and this is a good chance for you to get involved. Last time out, the Make Me A Winner call went to five rings unanswered again. There are only two more chances to win life-changing cash ahead of Christmas, so get yourself in the draw. Do not miss out. Tomorrow, it is £245,000 when we make the call. You need to text YES to 61025. Text for £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. Entries since Christine won on Friday have rolled over and all the rules for this network competition are online. The important bit, if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away to win £245,000 and it goes straight into your bank after the call as well. So text yes to 61025 and we'll be back after these. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew and Marvin Bartley are here as we build up to kick off at Ibrooks, and of course Pataudry will do that later on as well. Keep your calls coming on the usual number and you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB if you want to get your thoughts over and please do. Um, I think we can do the St Johnston team as well. We just told you numerous changes for Rangers. A first, a second league start ever for Kieran Dowell uh, which is quite a... He turn around, I suppose, and various other changes as well. Yilmaz in and Suter in and so on. Uh, Gabriel, what about St. Johnson? Yeah, just a couple of changes for St. Johnson, Gordon. Their team just come out right now. Uh, I'll give you a quick run through it. It will be Mitov in goal, a defence of uh, Gordon, 
Considine Robinson. 16-year-old Fran Fragtak keeps his place in the team. He'll be in midfield uh, along with Sprangler, Phillips, Smith and Olafunia. And then you've got Kucharevi and Jamesy up top. Uh, J.S. Simi, sorry. That's a poor pronunciation. Uh, we'll go for <laughs> some Jamesy. Jamesy, Jamesy, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll Jamesy back from home. <laughs> <laughs> Jaya Simi, sorry, up top. I hope he doesn't hear that. Uh, let's go through the substitutes as well. Richards, Gallagher, McGowan, May, Kane, Clark, Carey, Turner Cook and Costello. Do you know what I've just realised, right? The St. Johnson starting 11 is is really interesting. The Rangers starting 11, really interesting. Personnel-wise, do you know what I think the biggest decision could be tonight? What? Whether or not Rangers decide to put a Santa Claus on the pitch. Like, <laughs> Alright, see this over your head yeah, You know that Saturday was so bad for Celtic That the fans booed Santa When he came on the pitch Did you not hear no. this? No. So you were obviously busy right? You, were, you, had, oh, you wow. had other fish to fry uh, Queen of the South obviously won That's why he's yeah, here. So I'm back um, But they booed Santa, right? And it became like a thing Like we'd yeah. callers after the game and so on And like that's how bad it was Like, you know, booed Santa So in this tit-for-tat world of one-upmanship and city rivalry, surely someone at Rangers <laughs> has got Santa coming out with the League Cup trophy or something along those lines. Surely. How much can we say about Santa here? Is this uh, a family the, show? Uh, it's a very much a family show. <laughs> good, good. Right, good, very much. Santa's a great game. Yeah, He'll be busy, I think. Do you think so? Yeah. Was it five days before Christmas? <laughs> um, something but, like that. But it's an open goal, yeah. is it not? Yeah, it is. Sounds like you could have set this up. You got contacts up there, have you? I don't, any, I don't know any Santa impersonators, I must admit. But, DL, but no, DL, no, DL, no, no. He was getting paid for it, maybe, <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. No, actually, funnily enough, um, and again, I, I'm now going to have to word this in a, a certain way. When I first started this job, the, the boss at the time said, like, above everything else, <laughs> saying the wrong thing about Santa... Yes. Was genuinely the biggest crime you could commit on this oh. show. Genuinely, wow! Um, like above swearing, above, <laughs> and I mean us. I don't mean like the callers. Yeah, I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Rightly so. Um, so yeah, there we are. Let's just move on. Have you panicked there when I mentioned? Yeah, that? oh yeah, yeah. Let's just, just move move quickly. Uh, right, Serge, take us back to football, please, before we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, I just like to thank you for coming on. Merry Christmas to you. All. Same Merry to Christmas you, Serge. Tonight. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, oh, hopefully it should be an easy one Should be uh, If we don't win tonight uh, There's no point Celtic dropping points And we can't capitalise uh, Sunday's gone Yeah it's great to get a trophy We'll see it tonight hopefully But we've just got to keep going uh, And Charlie uh, I want to say to Charlie as well Charlie have you seen Celtic recently? We know Rangers aren't they great? Aye. There's some Celtic fans But I think Celtic are still world beaters Nah they're, way, they're no I agree with you No, uh, By the way big man No offence right I thought you'd retire years ago, big man. I <laughs> no offence, he says before. No offence, but your legs were gone five years ago. I'm only pulling your leg, big man. Eh, no, we're going to get three points tonight. Is that, is that Morelos shoot? Hurt you? Is that what you're coming for here? No, no, I don't want Morelos back. I don't want Alfie back. As good as what he was the first time, even if we're getting him for nothing. Eh, he's down tools for two to five years for me Aye. at times. So eh, once you go, you go here. You very rarely get a second chance. Uh, I, I know we're not playing well, right? But we didn't play well for years under Smith. And we won stuff. Nobody was complaining at the end of the season, were they? When the trophies were coming in. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's uh, complaining either now, are they, Serge? It's just more like, a, like I say, you can spin it almost to be like, 
this is a good thing because this team is going to get better when they get players back yeah. and get players in and they're already winning. You know, it doesn't have to be seen as a criticism. Do you know what? It's really good for, in, in general, Scottish football as a whole because it's new. It's a two-horse a two horse race instead of a possession for either team. You know what I mean? It's, it, it can only be good for Scottish football when both teams have to win every week and nobody's playing catch-up or nobody's playing... So, to, to me, it's and, and it's up to your players to rise because there's no much to beat across the city as far as I'm concerned. I've seen Celtic numerous times this year and you can say all you want about Rangers. That's a bad team all there as well. That's a hell of a bad team. Well, listen, something's obviously going wrong if we are where we are on the 20th of December compared to where... Everybody thought it was going to be, I don't even know how many yeah. weeks ago, mm-hmm. seven, eight weeks ago. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Serge. I don't think Celtic have been great recently. Um, a big part of the season that they've not been, they've not been free flowing and, and, and scoring goals and looking, looking great either. So, it's has that surprised you? It, it has surprised me because I thought after the 0 0 draw at St Johnson at home that the penny had dropped with Celtic and it felt like they were really going to go uh, motor through and, and I think there was a seven point gap at, or maybe more at one point and you thought Rangers were never going to get back but they've seemed to, they seem to have a, a, a bit of a dip at the moment and um, I think I think he's right in what he says It's both teams just aren't playing well and when you mentioned Walter Smith's team there no playing well and winning things if, listen if you get a team that are going to win every game and limp through every game and no play well that, you would take that of course but, but we, we, I'm looking at it from a point of view of they're no dominating games they're no free flowing winning by loads of goals Rangers and you think is that a sign that, that it's not going to continue but but it, it could be a sign that they're a team that are winning when they're not playing Here's so good one. Let me just, I'm, I'm, I could have go, I'll call it on you go Serge quickly if you can See what I think will be the decisive factor. We've we've got a squad of players not so good who seem to be playing for the manager, but it's the opposite across the city, and that might be decisive because they aren't playing for Rogers. I'm telling you the new. It's an interesting theory, Serge. Um, did you who did you tip to win the league? Marvin Bartley Rangers. Yeah, I thought I had that in the back yeah, of my head. No, I did. You've yeah. been keeping that up your sleeve. Yeah, because the, the gap was massive. <laughs> so you tried to forget <laughs> I about got it. hammered when I first And by it. the way, you might still be wrong, yeah. of course. No, exactly. Um, but let's let's be honest, I didn't see build getting changed or whatever. But I did say Rangers, yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Just with because the vast majority of pundits, I think, went, we always do it for a bit of fun at the start of the mm-hmm. season. I think naturally, I mean, the bookies would have backed up. It's not controversial. Most yeah. did go for uh, Celtic. But I thought I remembered that yeah, you... I did. Just pretend you saw this coming. Yeah, this no, I did. Around. I saw all of it. Um, and that, like, listen, they might, I don't know where it will finish up, but it's certainly <laughs> close at the moment, that's for sure. Thank you to Serge. It's time for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, surely, surely tonight's Beat the Pundit cannot be as eventful as last night. Did you hear about it? No. Last night? Yeah, I heard about it today. Christopher. Christopher from Ayrshire <laughs> phoned in and he sounded a bit. Odd to me. <laughs> to me, clearly sounded like someone putting on a voice, and it turned out it was Chris with a K from Ayrshire, i.e. Boyd, no who way. phoned in and took on Roger Hanna and beat him on the tiebreaker. And Roger's unbeatable. Oh, I didn't say that Boyd beat him. Yeah, wow. I mean I've probably spoiled it. Go to YouTube to watch the full clip. But if you heard it last night, then the, the spoilers out there. But um, so it was a draw. It went. Roger starts on minus yep. one. Because he's so good And they both got them all right And it went to the tiebreaker And then Roger kind of gave away What his answer was Oh no Somebody beat Roger That's 
unbelievable. I know. So, but then Roger thinks it's a big conspiracy. He's not happy about it. Yeah, no, I'll go with Roger on that because you were in and around Mr. Boyd because you had your Christmas. Yeah, That's yeah, right. I'm with Roger. Right, but this is the thing. This is what you and Roger, uh, <laughs> simpletons in my mind, <laughs> haven't even addressed. What did you do about the coin? I showed it to Roger Hanna. I showed him that it was heads. So if it oh, been, yeah. So if it had been tails, it would have been Gordon DL and yeah, the, but the guy Either way, he was, he was going to win. Let's be honest, he didn't really help to beat Gordon. I just don't know if... No, but he came on... No, but this is the thing. Before mm. the call, he, uh, before the coin, he came on to, I want Roger, I want Roger, I want Roger. Oh, okay, no. Roger I, I thinks he's say it been... I set up to beat Roger, but he's set up so, to win. Anyway. Right, any other... <laughs> I'm with you, Roger. <laughs> any other footballers, past or present, want to play tonight, you can. Anyone who's listening, 01419511025. And you need to call before the end of the news. First for football. For 50 years, this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew and Marvin Bartley are here at so 01419511025. And it is Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots being said about the Rangers game tonight, understandably. Coming off the back of Sunday's League Cup success, will that be a confidence booster, a momentum builder or can there be a hangover on nights like this? You let us know, we've given you the team there are quite a few changes, it's an interesting team uh, and we can also move on and, and go in a different direction if you would prefer it. Aberdeen of course playing Livingston tonight, we'll get to that Celtic fans, what's on your mind? It's obviously been a very kind of angry frustrated few days how do you feel uh, in the middle of the week? We'll hear from Callum McGregor and you can add your thoughts as well right now whilst we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Right, beat the pundit time. Uh, Aiden is in Alawa. Aiden, is that that's your real name? You're not like some sort of ex footballer in disguise. Oh, I wish, I wish. Good. That sounds convincing. To yeah, be fair, I believe um, <laughs> after last night, we're going through an extra vetting process. <laughs> um, I did sort of quip on Twitter that actually the backup tiebreaker for last night was um, how many beers has Chris from Ayrshire had <laughs> whilst he's playing Beat the Pundit please drink responsibly and all that sort of stuff so uh, are you, and you're sober Aidan yes I'm very sober good very good sober. good that, that's that's great um, do you know what is actually the, the, this is the beauty of of Twitter right um, just quickly before we move on you've you've ov- you've obviously upset a lot of Rangers fans because you said because you never really rated Morelos the way everyone else did yep. um Les has tweeted in a clip and it's your clip do you know which one obviously the fuming that's bitter that isn't it oh, the yeah, interview yeah, yeah, yeah. so now it's you I thought I was getting flattened by Morelos somewhere <laughs> no 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 no, no. Getting Meg, yeah, it's up corner <laughs> so it's you using your own words against yourself I like that I can ah, see nice. that there do you want to know, and do you want to know what's even more amazing about that clip uh, I think you might be wearing the same jumper let's see I don't know it's certainly a black sort of polo neck no? No, no, that's that's after a game interview. Oh, that's right. my Dundee United. Oh, uh, right, okay, right. Well, you're off the hook. Who was that again? Who 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 were you talking about being bitter again? Um, Mark McGee was called ah, so against was. Dundee. So it was. Anyway, um, I get distracted. Their heads. It will be Marvin Bartley. Tails. It's Charlie Mulgrew. Let me warn you, they're quite difficult tonight. I'm just had a peek. They were easy last night. They are tough. It is heads. It's oh, Marvin Bartley. Man. And they're, they're difficult. Tough. They are tough. Anyway, right. Aiden, all the best, mate. Oh, you too, mate. Don't you know too. the answer, just pass, buddy, all right? 
Oh God, I'll probably do that a few times. <laughs> Me and you both. He's, waste, <laughs> he's wasted my spiel, but anyway, right, give it to give the greatest hits radio in Marvin's earphones, please. And it's quite simple, Aidan. As he says, if you want to pass and move on, that's fine. And you've got 30 seconds to fly through these, okay? No bother. Right, your 30 seconds starts now. James Forrest's brother plays for which Scottish team? Hearts. Name any of the Highland League sides left in the Scottish Cup. <laughs> Pass. Graham Souness played for which Italian team? Uh, Lazio. Uh, prospective Hibs investor Bill Foley owns which English team? Bournemouth. In what Euro group are Scotland in? G. Who got automatic promotion to the Scottish Championship last season? Dunfermline. Okay, let's bring back Marvin Bartley. Can you hear us, Marvin? Yeah. Are you there? Are you okay? Yeah. Good. Just, just making sure. Not nervous. <laughs> yeah, come on, just start the questions. You, you are one of the pundits that's had a zero, aren't you? <laughs> what are you? No, I was, just, I was genuinely trying to remember. Is that going this into season? a boxing match saying, "Remember, you're knocked out last time." Yeah, <laughs> Is brilliant. That this season. Uh, Were we yeah, in this it studio? was. It was. That would be the giveaway. Were I can't remember. Him? I can't remember. Right, so was it yeah, televised? I think it was. I it think was televised. It was. Good. Right. Uh, yeah. Thirty seconds to Marvin, and your time starts now. James Forrest's brother plays for which Scottish team? Hearts. Name any of the Highland League teams left in the Scottish Cup. Most County. <laughs> Graham Souness played Highland for which League, Italian what? side? Sampdoria. Prospective Hibs investor Bill Foley owns which English club? Burnley. In what Eurogroup are Scotland in? D. Who got automatic promotion to the Scottish Championship last season? What club connects John McGinn, Mixu Patalainen, and Russell Latipi? <laughs> oh. No zero today! <laughs> Aiden, what do you think? I think he's got me. Oh, Aiden, I hope so, buddy. You got, you got one more question in than Aiden. Okay. Um, and I like how you're really smug about one of Why the one the questions. What was that about? That's horrendous from you. Wait, we'll get to that. James Forrest's brother plays for Hearts. You both got it. Um, you of course worked with him at Livy mm-hmm. um, so an easy one for you but Aidan got it as well Ross County I've got news for you right this may surprise you they play yeah. in the, the Scottish Premiership they don't play in the Highland I League I just <laughs> thought of a team from the Highlands right. that's not what I said though is right. it Highland League no it's a brora. Uh-huh. And Do you know what that came into my mind so you went for like a much worse answer instead yeah, despite it coming to your mind um, the obvious one who does Celtic play Bucky Celtic oh, against Bucky Thistle in the next. See, I don't know that. Well, is, it's not Ross County. Is, is a drink? <laughs> oh my goodness, Charlie, do you want to take <laughs> over? Okay. Is that? Uh, it's Buck Fast, eh? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what's no, that d- no, just, just, just wanting to know that answer. You might come up and beat the pundit. Are you know, genuinely that that sort of innocent to our ways and customs that you're not quite sure if Bucky no, is a I've drink? No, I've heard that like a few times in our person with drinking Bucky and it's not a good thing so to drink. So you've never sampled it? No. No? <laughs> Charlie, is he missing out? No, he's not missing out. <laughs> Chris Boyd one night, buck fast the next night. Let's get on here. Knowledge is power. Is that 2-2? Two, two? Um, that's one each. Uh, I tried to confuse you. Um, Graham Souness played for Sampdoria, I'm afraid. Aiden. Oh no, Aiden got it, sorry. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, 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 no you, got it. you got yeah. it. You got it. You got it. I got it. No, he didn't, Aiden. You've thrown me off. You're right. Um, Marvin goes one in front. I'll tell you what, so Aiden, how bad is this? How bad? <laughs> Former uh, prospective Hibs investor Bill Foley owns which English club? Right now, 
<laughs> you've managed to get your own history mixed up here because you're Big Hibs man and you've went for your other former club in Burnley. Mm-hmm. What about Bournemouth? Do you not know used to play for Bournemouth as yes. well? It's Bournemouth and Aidan got it. Well, wow! Mr. Hibbs in Bournemouth over here. That was. <laughs> what, what do I think it was Burnley? Aidan's in front. No, How? No, no, I'm just trying to wind you up no. now. Um, Scotland are in Group A. None of you got that. Oh. You both got Dumfermline, which by I don't know who I was impressed more at there. That to me is like I can't explain it, but that's like my least favourite type of question. See that like kind of recent. Yeah. Knowledge, like I just think there's something hard about it's that. A massive delay for me. That you one. both got them Fairland, so we're still level, yeah. Yeah, but there's one more question ah, that Aiden didn't get. Yeah, there's one more question. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, you know how this ends. <laughs> and listen, if Mister Hibbs here had got two Hibbs questions wrong, they would be revoking his honorary season ticket. So John McGinn, Mexu Patalain, and Russell Latape. The annoying thing is, Aiden, you'd have got that, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. Just weren't definitely. quick enough. It is Hibs and it's 4 3 <laughs> Can to I just Marvin say something? Bradley. There's a really good link between that question, other than the Hibs thing. I actually, Mixie was on a course I was on the other, yes, just yesterday. He was, he's a talker, a guest speaker, or whatever you call them. So, Aiden, unlucky, mate. Uh, you, uh, well, you tried, well, buddy. Well Four three is a decent game. It is. No, it's, it's a, a good game. game. There wasn't a lot of passing from us either. So we're just like committed, like committed to the wrong answer. Yeah, I like that. yeah. Just good on you, Aiden. Thank you for taking hey, part, yeah, Aiden. Thank you. Take there care, mate. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's another victory for the pundits. Although I mean, last night there'll be all sorts of stewards inquiries. I feel like it goes. I feel like last night was maybe. I don't know, are we putting that on Roger Hanna's record? Or is it like an honour, is it like a, a friendly match, no. an exhibition match? It goes, no, it goes on his, goes on his record, but he can appeal it. Because I think I, you're the only other pundit who's had to face a fellow member of the Scottish yeah. football fraternity. <laughs> you hear this? Last season, uh, Dougie oh. Emery phoned in to <laughs> take on Martin. called him so angry But then well. lost. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he kept saying he was going to beat me. That's, we were working at Livy then, yeah, we were. Um, no, he must have been at Morton. It was last season. But yeah. He kept saying he was going to beat me, and he called up was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, but there we go. Uh, well done, thanks, to Aiden, and well done to Marvin. Thank grudgingly, you. grudgingly. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, a lot's been said in the aftermath of Celtic's defeat at the weekend. They've had a few moments like this this season. Whether it's been Champions League, whether it was kind of Kilmarnock or St Johnston or or this one against Hearts. And it leads to all manner of things, doesn't it? About, you know, like the manager and the players and the style and the recruitment. Um, that's before we get to Santa Claus and any of that stuff. Um, let's hear the, the thoughts on the sort of recruitment side of things um, and what's been going wrong, so to speak, with the captain, Callum McGregor. You know, we sit here and probably what is one of the hardest days of my career as a Celtic player to come off and get beat here. We're giving ourselves a mountain to climb at the minute. You can't keep putting yourself in that position, and that's that's the reality. If you want to, if you want to go and win this league, you have to do everything. You have to do all the facets of the game, and they're all equally as important. With, with disrespecting the parts of the game that the other teams live on, we're still sort of fortunate that it's December. You know, there's still a lot of football to be played. We've got a transfer window that we can that can help the group, and I'm almost certain that that needs to be a big window um, to to help us. So we will fix it. We start the season well and everyone thinks the league's wrapped up and look at where we're sitting now. It tells you that it's difficult and it's it's not easy. And there's bits in the season where you have to deal with disappointment, you have to deal with it quickly um, before it starts to fester. Brian is a Celtic fan on the line. Brian, is it down to the transfer window to fix this? Um, or you know, should the, the current group and manager be doing more? Well, 
here's here's my point on this. I go to every game. We're going through a bad patch. We're not a bad team. We're just going through a bad patch. There's key players that are falling below a standard that is set, and that is the difference. No disrespect and congratulations to Rangers on winning the third trophy on uh, Sunday. Um, again, a game that would get football stopped. I'm talking about what type of football have you seen this season that's excited you? It's came for Celtic and Europe and Rangers, that's excited. But in Scottish football, the best football that's been played so far has been played by Celtic. That's the reason why they're in front. Not because other teams have lost. Because of... So they come up against a team that is holding back, sitting back. There is not the key players that, that is in the squad just now, even if you are adding in, in January, which I hope they do, mm-hmm. because they missed a trick in the summer to really, you know, do it again. Do it again. They've got the money. Do it again. What you've done the years before we Ange and allow that money, that early money, that early recruitment system, it was not just the manager. It was he didn't bring anybody. He came himself. He didn't educate all that system to get what they got out of the two seasons that was great with Ange. And then the transition over to Brendan. We are not a bad team. We're a good team. But see, just you quickly, Brian. You know, you said about you know Celtic have played the best football. That's why they're out in front. Um, yeah. I mean, the, right now, because of the points dropped at the weekend, you, you yeah. could say Celtic are only out in front because they've played one. They've played two more games. Yes, and I, listen, I fully accept that. But it's December, and here's the thing: traditionally, and this is like you can go back and look on the January Celtic kick on in January. We'll get a half-decent window, a good window, even a semi-decent window. And the players that are coming back are a better footballing side than anybody else in the country. Is there and no I concern, though? Is there no concern? Can you understand? Because, listen, I don't mind when people are optimistic. That's fine. But can you understand where your fellow Celtic fans who are not that optimistic have just looked at the summer window and how bad it's been up until this point? You're now going into what is a more difficult window and you're really confident that it'll be a it'll be a... A great window. What if the recruitment's of the same standard? Well, what if it's of the standard that was two seasons ago? What we do if we're doing what ifs and what I, I, I'll speak about wishing and wanting and hoping, wishing and wanting and hoping gets you zero. You're it, wishing it, and wanting and hoping bad. for a good January window to fix this. No, no. I say to you that we already have the 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 personnel within the building at this moment to win this league, and I will stand by that until we don't. But I believe that the the team that is available to Celtic week in, week out, when we've got all our injuries back and the key players that are missing, key players that have been missing through through the season. No settled Celtic team, but we had we've had some sparkling football and why does it not continue, continue, continue? Because there's the X, Y, and Z of it. But is that not just what you need to do, Brian, at the top clubs? I mean, I know you'll, you'd, I know the comparisons are always there, and it's an easy one. But I mean, Rangers have just won a trophy with Dujon Sterling in midfield. You know, yeah. everybody has key players missing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They were playing Aberdeen, and we beat Aberdeen six-one. My point is, is uh, you know, you can come up with, uh, you know, like Rangers are going to, Rangers are a better side than they were under Bill, much better, right? But we are not much worse than we were a season ago when we won a, a treble. We've had an unlucky... We, we, I would say unlucky for Celtic, but at times it looks sloppy. 
it looks like, you know, that passing across the back, that's mm. Brendan's stamp on the game, and that is down to him to move and change that. And that's, 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 that is all fair to me. I mean, you know, I'm testing Brian's theory. I don't want Brian to change his, his opinion. But what I think what you would say is there will be a lot of Celtic fans out there who disagree with that last bit where he says Celtic aren't much worse than they were last year. I think a lot of Celtic fans think they are much worse. Um, yeah, yeah, well, they've not been as free-flowing this year. It's, it's Last year was... The Celtic, for the last 10 to 12 years, have set the bar so high... Yep. Now they're five points clear, albeit Rangers have got two games in hand and it's a crisis. I think it reflects the bar that Celtic have set in the last 10 or 12 years. This is the first time for, for a while, take COVID season away, it's been a semi-normal season. You know, where both teams are, Celtic had a lead, Rangers have clawed it back, now Celtic are six points clear, uh, five points clear and Rangers have got two games in hand. And that's, that's kind of how it should be between Celtic and Rangers. Celtic have been that far ahead in the last... 10 to 12 years hence the number of trophies that Rangers have have picked up in that time which is three if you take away the the, the, the cup they won um, I, I don't know what it's, it's even Petro called Fact the Petrofact aye um, so I think that, that just shows you that, that how far ahead Celtic are and, and it's, it's Is that not where a lot of the pain and frustration from Celtic fans comes from yeah. though? You know if you've, if you've got that lead if you've mm-hmm. got that position of strength mm-hmm. Yep. How, how, how'd you get back here so quickly from a Rangers team how, as we've spent the first part of the show talking about you don't think they're playing great mm-hmm. they, have, they are decimated with injuries mm-hmm. and yet they could go top of the league uh, but how far does Celtic keep going and keep going and keep going away for Rangers and how far the Rangers need to eventually been in the league for, for years now that they, they made their way through the leagues they're in the year they've been back in the SPL for however long they now need to sort of make that. Celtic can only go so far. They can't be. They can't win the league by fifteen mm. points every single year. So, but have they regressed though? You know, because that, that's fine. If you're saying the Rangers, they're going through a sticky spell, as every team does. I mean, as I say, the last 10, 12 years, and especially the, the, Brendan Rodgers' first time with the quadruple treble, then Ange comes in and wins a treble, a double, then a treble. I mean. We'll look back in that can't years. Can't do that all the you time. Can't do that yeah. all the time. We're going to look back in that mm. years to come and go. Mm. That was an unbelievable period for Celtic, and we took that for granted. An unbelie- unbelievable period for any team that, that, that does that. Celtic or Rangers. So, I think Celtic are in a, in a bad spell at the moment. No playing great. They'll admit that themselves. But that's what happens when you play with Celtic and Rangers, especially Celtic when the, the bar's that high. That people are seeing this as a huge crisis. When actually, if you take a bit of calm and you have a look at the situation, there's still a big chance they'll, they'll win a double this year. Yeah, no, I, I think that as well. You know, you hear people using that word that Charlie's saying, crisis, and, you know, the team's struggling and there's a massive panic. Um, you know, if Rangers win their two games in hand, they're only one point ahead. Um, so if that, you know, warrants a crisis or, or these other words that are being used, then, <laughs> as Charlie says, it shows how hard the bar has been set. And I think there'll be, you know, 11 or 10 other managers within that league that will want a Celtic crisis if that's, you know, what it comes out that, to be. That is the point, but it is all relative then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it is it's relative. A Gla- it's a Glasgow crisis, it's yeah, a yeah. firm crisis, yeah. it's not a genuine yeah. you know, panic. Not, yeah, but I, I, I do believe um, that the, the, the team isn't, <laughs> listen, I think they were fantastic under Ange and the football he played, I think, you know, that he brought to Scotland. I do think, you know, and I, or I wonder if, you know, during that spell when Celtic were winning games and as Charlie said, they weren't playing at their best, players began to think, do you know what? This level that we're at at the moment is good enough to keep turning it out. And I think you can kind of hear that from Callum McGregor. Because um, I remember playing against Celtic during the COVID season and you know, obviously being at Livingston and, and some of the players weren't doing what they needed to do. And he was actually on the pitch saying to them, that isn't the standard of Celtic. I mean, he was 
physically on the pitch, saying this to other players. So I wonder if they've, you know, fallen again into that. Listen, we only need to be at 80%, 85% to win games of football. And they were getting away with it. Now all of a sudden they're not, you know, two defeats on the bounce. And, and he's right, the players need to, it's not, it's not down to the manager. The players need to take some responsibility. You're at Celtic. Forget about recruitment and all these other things because the players that Celtic have recruited will get into the 10 other teams outside of Rangers within the Premier League. So you should, if you're losing to Rangers, listen, you understand that. But the other teams within that league, you know, that, that's not an acceptable um, reason for me. Uh, so is there too much emphasis then put on, oh, well, this can be fixed in January? It, it can, well, listen, if you bring in new players, things can always be fixed. But I think it's, it's, it's a mentality thing. I think you heard Brendan speak about it. I think it's a mentality thing. And, and as Charlie said, when you play for Celtic, you are expected to win. You know, you don't come away from that. And they've lost two games in a row due to whatever. Because let's be honest, any of us three should be able to go in there, with the players at Celtic have, and, and be able to win games of football. So that, to me, says it's not the manager because Brendan is a top manager and a top coach with John Kennedy and everything else in and around him. To me, it's over to the players. Mm. You know, the responsibility lies with them. Thank you, Brian. 01419511025. Running late for this, and I'll get a full time teaser next. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Charlie Mulgrew are here. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're going to give you team news and a look ahead to Aberdeen against Livy because I suppose the questions that are surrounding Rangers tonight in terms of response to the League Cup final you can kind of flip them on their head and look at Aberdeen because they really need to get the league form going so we'll look at that game in the not too distant future you can keep your thoughts coming on whatever else is on your mind and let me give these two a question The Full Time Teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Slad wall panels available in seven colours now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices Hmm not sure about this question, you know, because like you are obviously like now an honorary member of the Scottish mm-hmm. football setup. Um, I don't know how far back Charlie goes, but anyway, right. So it's Jack Morrison who sent it, and it's at least a simple question. Can't remember, can't promise that the answers are simple. Since Euro '92, and including oh, Euro '92, who are the seven men that have scored for Scotland at a major tournament? Since and including Euro '92. Who are the seven men that have scored for Scotland at a major tournament? You can play along at home if you want to send some tweets. I'm almost certain you'll get them before these two do. And <laughs> if no offence. And if you want to submit a question, that so it was Jack that sent that in. If for some reason you've just started listening and think, what is this? That's the beauty of the full-time teaser. You send the questions in and the pundits try and answer your question. So Jack gets all the credit for tonight's. And you can get involved by emailing fulltime at Clyde1.com. So, any to kick us off? McCoist Yes Euro 96 That was my only guess John Chuck Collins Yep Right let's, There you go But surely you can go for at least like <clears throat> There has been one It's a team game no, So no, no, there's no. no But there's been one and one only Since you came to these parts Since you embraced Scottish football And it embraced you McGinn No So you don't really remember I mean I know we no. didn't do much At the last Euros But you know, no, I was trying to think who, who scored. scored No Do you know I'm trying to think By the way Is it just the Euros? Yes oh, right, okay. oh no 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 no, no. At no, a major tournament Major tournament Because John Collins was Was the World Cup wasn't it John you've, Collins you've given me him. Gary McAllister Yes Okay we'll leave it there um, Charlie He didn't Mulgrew. score the last Euros though Charlie <laughs> But we'll take him Charlie Mulgrew <laughs> is taking on the full time teaser <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Bartley I need is, more respect This is a team game Just here basically <laughs> um, Quite frankly Mark is a Celtic fan on the line How's it going Mark? 
Thank you, the guys. How are you guys okay? Yeah, right, all good, Mark. What are you thinking tonight? Um, I just, again, as usual, I just listen to the radio, listen to you guys, listen to the, the guys jumping on. The Rangers boy, a couple of, couple of pundits ago, a couple of guys, a callers ago, saying, you know, Celtic are poor, poor side, that's his opinion. And then there's a Celtic guy on after him saying, well, we're a great team and we're playing the best football in Scottish football this season. Well, uh, I go to the games just like that guy. I'm a season ticket holder and I've probably played at four. And I've got to be honest with you, um, Celtic are the most lopsided team I've seen um, in the last couple of years at Parkhead. Um, I don't think, I think, I think the manager is trying to play uh, the fast attacking brand of football and he, will, he continues to do it, even though he probably doesn't have the players that can do it. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I, I know people are saying obviously Rangers are a direct side and they haven't, maybe haven't got the players available to play the style of football but they're still winning games well, Brendan Rodgers doesn't play like that and, that's, and that could be, he'll stand and fall by that decision but they want to try and play football his style of football and that's it. the problem we've got is at the minute in my opinion, and this is my main point um, Celtic are struggling at the left back area and they're struggling in the woods because the wee man up front, they can't get the goals. And people say they'll swap them all. It doesn't matter who you put up there. You can't get the service into these boys. And, and that's the biggest issue for, for Celtic at the minute. But um, like I say, the point I've got, the biggest point I've got is I know that the pundits on there, Marvin and Charlie, both of them ex-players, they're not going to hang another professional out to drive. But I can because I'm a fan. I've got to be honest, Greg Taylor is probably the worst left back I've seen in Celtic for years. Um, and he played well for Andrew, under Ange Postecoglou because he was inverted. He's absolutely struggling at the moment. He's a weak link to most of the goals that would teach onto his side. Um, there is a player in there, obviously, and he is a good footballer, but the position he's playing at the minute, he offers Palmer nothing, he gives him nothing, he gives him absolutely no help. And I think he's the weakest point, and Celtic don't have a backup for him. Um, and I know it sounds like I'm absolutely murdering my own player, but. I've watched that enough I, can't, I honestly can't probably can't take it anymore Wow the worst somebody can't remember the Mark Wilson years that's all I've got to say on that <laughs> um, but anyway well listen that's the beauty of football Mark's on the line's tone is so different from Brian mm. you know they're both Celtic fans they're just from up the road from each other um, let, let, let's you can well, answer specifically on Greg Taylor but then as part of a wider point are there too many players that are not at the level that they were previously Obviously, that that's the case um, because if you look at Taylor the last last year, the last couple of years under Ange, he said there Mark that he inverted and he, he played in that inverted role. I've seen him doing it quite a bit this year as well, picking up a few good areas. He's just gone through a, a, a bad spell, and I mean, it's hard for me to sit here and criticise because I've, I've been there myself. I've been in that myself, and you, 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 still, you don't see a way out. You, 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 your confidence is low. Everything you seem to do, you seem to start every week because there's nobody else really to play there and and your confidence is low and you, you, need, to, you need to step out there every time. So I, I can only give credit to him. He's showing courage that he's stepping out in front of the fans every week and he's putting his cell out there. Um, and hopefully it turns for him because he is going through a bad spell in, in, in his time at Celtic. And, and I've, as I say, I've been there. I've been there before. I remember I remember going through a bad spell, Gordon and, and, and Marvin. The, the ball was going out the park at Celtic Park, right? And it was going out for a throw into us. And I was that gone with my confidence. I stuck my leg out to keep it in at the last minute. And I, went, I toe poked it and went for them for a throw. <laughs> the whole place just started booing. 
Mate, I wanted to just disappear into the grass. It was the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. I get, to get to to I get hooked at half time. And I'm can't describe how low I was, right? But I'll never forget that. Um, Why did you not want to take the throw? Mate, I just I'm gonna I'm having a nightmare, I'm gonna keep this in. <laughs> and I toe plugged it out for a throw into Dragger and I thought, oh my oh, it's a European god, game. a European night, and I thought, wow, I, I'm the worst player in the whole world. Mate, that's genuinely how I felt. So I feel for him, Taylor's having a bad spell and he answer your point, Matt. I hope it comes back for him and I hope that they, 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 they can start picking up performances. And then, listen, that's all the motivation he needs. Has, he's not poked the ball out for his own throwing yet. So, like, that, that's, that's, a, that's a starter. Marvin, what about Mark's point of, um, you know, like, can, I, I'm not saying this does necessarily apply to Greg Taylor, but can certain players really thrive in a certain system when being asked to do a certain job and then ultimately when the job changes... They don't. And, and and then, has the job changed that much? Because you guys are much better at this than me. So from my layman's look at it, I feel like I have seen Celtic games this year where you think, well, the fullbacks do look kind of like what they're doing under Ange, but then at other moments they really don't. Yeah, I, I think it did change. And I remember Greg Taylor coming in for, you know, a bit of flack when he first went to Celtic. And then Ange came and I think he's probably the most you know improved player. He became fantastic because... You know, we were just speaking about kind of in that inverted fullback role and he, and he took it on and he, for me, he was, he was absolutely brilliant for Celtic. Obviously now, you know, the last couple of games, the team's going through a tough time. I do believe when Brendan came in that it was almost like Greg Taylor was then asked to be a traditional left-back again, um, something that didn't suit him when he was first at Celtic. But I think in recent weeks, they have gone back to, as Charlie said there, having the inverted fullbacks again. But, you know, in football, and, and, and Charlie speaking about there, when your confidence does go... You know, when you're doing really, really well and someone changes your role and then all of a sudden you begin to struggle with that, even when they change it back, it's not seamless. You know, it's not all of a sudden, right, things are going to click on and be, you know, brilliant in this role again. Greg Taylor will bounce back because he is, you know, a brilliant footballer um, and, and he's shown that for Celtic when people have written him off before. So, you know, he, he will definitely bounce back, especially in that inverted role. But also when the team are struggling, you know, the magnifying glass is out now and everyone's being looked at and everyone's being questioned. Um, even when Celtic were winning things, Joe, uh, Joe Hart was being questioned, wasn't he? Now the team's beginning to lose, you know, it's Greg Taylor and others. So, listen, Greg Taylor isn't a bad footballer. He, he's a brilliant footballer, actually. And you saw how good he was under Ange in that role and it will come back again to him. But, you know, it's not just him. You know, there's a problem there. It's not one player that makes the team lose games of football. So, you know, it is harsh to just go after him. See, this is why it's great. The guys open up about their lowest moments. You've got... Charlie giving away the throw-in we'll get that fateful day that Marvin played wing-back in a National Cup final shameful moments of Scottish football uh, Mark, overall then like, what's your kind of overall mood or thoughts you referenced it so Brian, the previous Celtic fan the tone was sort of um, you know, I'm not that worried this will be fine and we'll turn this around are you, you obviously sound a bit less confident or? Mark, uh, yeah, well I think, I think you'll all turn it around you'd expect him to, you know, a lot of people are writing off Brendan Rodgers, they must be you know, fools because the guy's a good manager, a clever manager and he's clearly looking at a team, I just listened to his comments on the on this Saturday after the game and he absolutely hung a few of his players out to dry, he said Carl McGregor was doing a job with two or three of the guys in the park, um, so you can only kind of guess at the guys he was aiming at there, so if he's seen it, hopefully in January they bring a couple of players in, but I agree with Marvin, you know, he can't just say well, we'll bring guys in in January and we'll make a, a better team. The, the team themselves, the guys themselves there, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're not playing, but they're playing within themselves. Maybe they're not playing as they should do. I still think they're good enough and should be good enough to go and beat the sides, but 
um, it's, 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 the, it's the fine margins of football, isn't it? You know, last year, we, were, we had games where we struggled under Andy as well, but we managed to get a wee goal here or there and it, it turned the game for us. This time, it's, this doesn't happen like that, you know? So, I was thinking we'll all turn around. And I, just, just before I finish, I, I, I'm not saying Greg Taylor's a bad footballer. Mm-hmm. The problem is, at the minute, is he's, he's our number one pick at left back. So, I'm after, uh, Tony Alves a number two pick at right back. You know, and I don't see any difference between the two of them in ability-wise, but one of them's a number two and the other one's playing number one. Well, I suppose, and then that brings the bigger questions about recruitment and so on, doesn't it? So it all kind of yeah. connects. Thank you very much to Mark. We are going to go back to Ibrooks ahead of kick-off next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right up the Rovers stuff there. At 50. Hi, I'm John Mackay from STV News. Happy 50th birthday, Clyde One. The big thing was the phone end. You can't control the ball, you can't hold it up. For me and, and my pals, that was a kind of revelation. Phoning in, complaining about the game, moaning about the game. Today's been the last straw. Something we hadn't heard on radio before. It was a kind of social media of this day. That was the punters talking directly to them. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. For 50 years, Clyde won Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Charlie Mulgrew are here. Kick off fast approaching at Ibrox. Let's go and speak to Gabriel. Yes, Gordon. Well, the question is, can Rangers cap off a magical seven days to the club with another victory? They've already won away to Real Betis to qualify in the Europa League. They followed it up with that narrow win in the League Cup final. And now they're aiming to trim the gap between themselves and league leader Celtic to just two points while still having a game in hand. And don't forget that old firm at the end of the year is also now just 10 days away. Flip Kamont still unbeaten across his 14 games in charge and he's won his last five in a row. He makes five changes from the League Cup final win over Aberdeen on Sunday. It includes a first start since August for Kieran Dowell and a first start under Clamont to striker Kimar Roof. The team is as follows. Jack Butland in goal, a defence of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, John Suter and Red Van Yilmaz. John Lundstrom and Kieran Dowell will be in midfield with Ross McCausland on one wing and Abdul Asima on the other. Sam Lammers will play behind Kimar Roof. Substitutes McCrory, Dessers, Campwell, Matondo, Sterling, Wright, Balgan, Barisic and King. Of course, they're facing St Johnson this evening and they will not lie down here at Ibrox. Craig Levine has taken the Perth outfit from last place all the way up to eighth. A stunning turnaround. He makes just two changes from their impressive victory over Hibernian on Saturday. Their team is going to be in a 5-3-2 formation. And Dimitar Mitov is still in goal. Fran Fratjak will play right wing back with Tony Gallagher on the left. Oludare Olufunwa, Liam Gordon and Luke, uh, sorry, Andy Considine make up the back three. It's a midfield of Matt Smith, Daniel Phillips and Sven Sprangler. Max Kucharevi will be just in front of them with Dialang Jayasimi up top. Substitutes Richards, Gallagher, McGowan, May, Kane, Clark, Carey, Turner Cook and Costello. Rangers in blue, St Johnston in white. It could be a huge night in the title race, Gordon. Will the momentum begin to swing in Rangers' favour just before Christmas? It will be the perfect Christmas present. For the fans packed out here, the Ibrox faithful. Uh, Kieran Dowell, upon his return to the team, stands over the ball, and we are underway at Ibrox. 
Go on then, any hangover or will Rangers build on what they've done recently? Yeah. Prediction? No hangover for me. The five changes will definitely help. Um, I expect Rangers to win that game. I mean, Charlie, based on your tone throughout the show, you've probably mm. get St. Johnson 5-0. <laughs> no, no, no. the Rangers and, fans are expecting. Uh, no, a narrow victory for Rangers. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Paul is in, well, he's from Coatbridge, but he's in Oxford. And I believe, Paul, you were eyewitness to one of the great Scottish football moments. Aye, well, it was um, just when Charlie was talking about um, when, he, when he made the, the blunder to, to put the ball out for, for the throw-in against Braga. <laughs> Did you boo? Do you remember it, Paul? Well, I remember it only because there was, was a hefty bet on the game at the time. Um, it didn't make result too well. But, oh, much still, um, you, mate. I'm not saying it was Charlie's fault at all, but uh, no, he certainly didn't help the matter. I thought he was going to say I mean I'll take full responsibility <laughs> I'll take full responsibility That was a shambles Our first half And did you I deserve did to you get, get I get I whipped I've, I've actually got my lawyer Sitting here next to me <laughs> I get whipped at half time I get whipped at half time I get, I get whipped at half time And I remember just standing in the shower Just looking to the ground Thinking What have I just done Where is my life going here yeah. I, I sympathise with you as well because um, I've had that feeling as well of not, not being the best player. So I, I was a goalkeeper when I played. Aye. Uh, and I've been, been, been hooked at half time as a goalkeeper. So definitely what? been worse than getting hooked at half time. I mean, no offence, Paul, but yeah, presumably not on the European stage, though. I mean, the, the 60,000 booing you. Who's that Neil Lennon? So we played we played Braga away first. Was that Strachan or Lennon? That was Strachan. I'd just come back to Celtic. <laughs> And, I, and I, we played Braga first And I had a nightmare But there was no other left back At the time So I played at home again Did not deserve to play But I, obviously there was nobody else I played And I produced that first half And that, and that was I was at the team for a while after that As a Gary came in Thankfully I managed to work my way back in And, and, and No toe the ball out for, 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 for team shies I mean Paul that, It must have been quite something If you can remember The ball going out For a throw in I mean do you know what I mean That's not something You really remember No well there's a, Gordon you wouldn't really remember it Unless there was a lot of money on it <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not It wasn't the turning point Did you have under A certain amount of throw ins Or something <laughs> <laughs> Because if he did You'd be getting investigated Oh I'd have been done moment I'd have been done Yeah Where they start looking at like Suspicious behaviour Yeah Charlie just towed it off To be honest Yeah too, Please gamble responsibly I think I'm duty bound to say um, What about the current team Paul Is it is it getting that bad yet Sorry The current team then Is it is it as bad as that Or still a way to go I don't think it's as bad as that now Gordon <laughs> It's what you were saying earlier on I think Celtic had an easy Well not, not so much an easier on at it But they were used to winning um, Comfortably for so many years That now the first bit of controversy That came about Everybody's kind of panicking a wee bit. Um, as, as I say, there was a lot of fans there when it was when we were eight points clean. Other were saying um, that the league was already won and whatever else. But it's, it's December, as we say, and obviously being a big Celtic fan, I'd like to see my team way ahead in points. But looking at it from a football point of view and as, as, a, as a fan of the Scottish game, it, it is good to have to have that um, that, that competition again. As I say, I don't want to say, I don't want to sit here and say we're well, getting bored winning everything because um, it's not, it's never a given. Mm. But for for the competition now to be back um, and in the, the SPFL and just to touch on what I was saying earlier on about the fans and the, the away allocation tickets been been given, I'd like to see to to see the fans come back to the way it was before, i.e. Um, Celtic and Ibrox and and the Rangers fans in at Parkhead. 
So it just makes for a better. Yeah. Do you know what? It's a it's a really fair point, and that's a it's a it's a good debate. But we're um. I'll be looking at that clock. I think we'll need to knock the ticket allocation on the head for tonight. You can maybe revisit it. But thanks to Paul, and I'm delighted that somebody witnessed Charlie Mulgrew <laughs> toe poking the ball out for a throw in. I'm, I'm happy about that. I can go to bed happy tonight. Uh, right, before we finish, let's finish the same way we have every night this week, and we'll continue to do so with this. Clyde won. 50 years as Glasgow and the West's number one. Right, I told you we were going retro, it's the 50th birthday of this radio station So what we've decided to do uh, is in the run-up to the big birthday We thought we'd celebrate some of the great moments in Scottish football uh, By asking your pundits to take their pick We were going to ask Marvin, but we know he'd just pick Hibs winning the Scottish <laughs> Cup So we can, I mean, that's just obvious, we'll put that out there I mean, uh, Roger Hanna was on last night, he went Archie Gemmell's goal against Holland, 1978 So we'll put you... On the spot, Charlie. It's just the pundit's opinion. It's in no particular order. We just thought we'd try and come up with a bit of a list. So the last 50 years, Charlie, what, what sort of moment would you pick? The the moment where Mars shaves a penalty sticks out with Scotland get to the Euros, but I think we just which trumps that a bit is a quadruple treble for Celtic. Okay. I think, as I mentioned earlier on the show, it's a massive, massive thing. And it's, it's no be, it will, probably won't be appreciated until years down the line when we look back and think how much a success and how much a... An honour and, a, and a, huge, a huge thing that was to do. I mean, I don't think that'll ever be repeated. Yeah, and is, is that the bit of it, if we're talking about... Because like, this can mean different things to different people, this list. It's a personal opinion, like I say. But you think there's something in there that we just won't see again? I don't think we'll see again. And I can't... I mean, it's unbelievable. He won four trebles back to back. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when you actually sit and yeah. think it now, it's, 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 it's a great achievement, credit to the squad. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon took it over the line in the end, and, and the squad they can be, they can, they'll, they'll be heroes forever, I think. And it won't, as I say, it won't be appreciated until ten years down the line when people are looking back at that. And you maybe, and it's your, it's your choice. You could even have gone the first one in, in isolation, probably mm -hmm. because it was the the unbeaten one. But naturally, when it gets to the fourth, it supersedes that. But some of those moments along the way does that add to it? Yeah, I mean, the first one he, he, he go on and have a season where you don't get beat is, is unbelievable. Um, Brendan Rodgers had come in and, and as I say, well, he's Celtic manager at the moment. His first spell was unbelievable. And then Neil Lennon comes in and carries that on and, and can take, win, wins the fourth one. And um, yeah, some huge moments within that. And it's, it's a huge achievement. Is that a fair choice, Marvin? Yeah. Like I say, it's just a, it's a personal opinion. We'll get round, I'm sure, various clubs, various, maybe some Scotland moments. You wouldn't grumble with that as, no, a, as an option, would you? I don't think anyone can. I, I agree with Charlie. Um, to achieve that is, is unbelievable. And like you said, it won't be fully probably appreciated until... You know, you look back on it in, in you know, good amount of years' time. And I think 11th on the list is going to be Queen of the South's penalty shootout <laughs> win against Dundee United in the Scottish <laughs> Cup this season. So, uh, unfortunately, just missed out. Um, but speaking of other big moments across the last 50 years, your teaser tonight, uh, by the way, no updates to tell you really from Ibrox. John Souter, within a minute or two, had a head knock and went down. He's up and he's fine for the moment. Um, Jack Morrison's question, and thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Bride, for helping us out. Seven men have scored for Scotland at a major tournament since Euro 92, and including Euro 92. You've got McAllister, McCoyst and Collins. Is Tom Boyd one? Nope, it's an own goal, can I give that? That's what I was thinking. Nah. McGregor was the one. The most recent one? Yeah. Yes, Callum McGregor against ah. Croatia. Okay. Can you remember who was the last guy to score for a World Cup at a World Cup? So remember, obviously, John Collins opened it, didn't really go to plan... Gary McAllister scored in that. No, that was the Euros. So oh, was France it? 98. They won't think the only goal. So 
McCoy, he scored against Switzerland. Is that the year? That's Euro '96. So somebody scored. Oh, also sent off. Craig Burley. Craig Burley. Okay. Oh. against Norway. Right now we're really now we're going back. There's a reason that we Wait, they started. I, I, this guy must have scored. Sorry to interrupt you, but I played against him in a testimonial, and you're going to think there's no way you played against there's this no guy. No way you played against oh, okay, this guy. Okay, here we go. I'm glad we, let's <laughs> play the up. game. Brian McClellan. Oh, where have you produced that? Because he was unbelievable. That's tremendous. Listen, that's unbelievable. Brian McClellan. He was unbelievable. What testimonial was this? David Gray's. Of course. He was still good. I thought you meant that was a testimonial. I mean, it's unbelievable when he played. Oh, right. But he played in a testimonial, yeah. you meant you played like 10 years ago, right? Okay. No, no. Was that 92 he scored? And there's one more from that era. Celtic midfielder. McStay. There you go. Paul McStay. From that era, he would be the... The top one amongst the Celtic fans. Right, we got there. Thank you, Charlie McGrew and Marvin Bartley. We are back tomorrow night with Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. And whatever happens at Pataudry and, of course, Ibrox, we will look back on tomorrow. Kamal Roof has just sent a header wide. Nil-nil uh, there and nil-nil Aberdeen Levy. So really looking forward to tomorrow, six o'clock. Make sure you join us. And for us, for from us, I should say, that's it. Have a good night. 